Like that, baby? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, I think Nick's one, Nick wants to hit. No. All right. Yeah. I do not. I do not. Well, you can think. Yeah, I do. Only one. Uh, yours. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everybody hear that? <coughs> yes, sir. <coughs> I don't hear that. You don't hear that? <coughs> now you do. Do you hear it now? <coughs> yep. Good. <coughs> <coughs> All right. I'm ready. Yep, let's do it. Okay. Ready with that theme song? Today on the program, go ahead, make my millennium. It's Beetlejuice. Kind of works. <laughs> Rewatch party. Hello, <laughs> in there, and welcome to the Rewatch party. I'm your host Nick. Joining me, as always, are the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice to my Beetlejuice, Los and Beetle. I, I mean, get Brandon. it. Brandon, not so fast, brown boy. We're gonna have some laughs. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, as we were discussing, man, if Danny Elfman is, is scoring this movie, that tuba player's working overtime. <laughs> oh, he's playing more than he has in his entire career. They might have uh, have an Elfman Elfman's clause in the union <laughs> contract. <laughs> what he does the tuba player does? Um, the musicians labor union or something <laughs> like that. The whole yeah. union. The yeah. whole union has an Elfman they have an clause. Elfman clause. <laughs> they might. Basically, work on your. That's every Danny Elfman song ever. He imported them from Germany. Because yeah, yeah, probably so. <laughs> yeah, pick what movie that's from. Any of them. Any of them. He actually wrote our theme song. He did. We had Danny Elfman come in. Because that was a tuba, on, in our theme song. There. That's right. Yeah. No, it was this, a clarinet. This, well, the, but the tube is doing the bass. Yeah. Exactly. So today we are talking about Beetlejuice from 1988. 88? 88. Uh, directed by Tim Burton. He's back so soon. We just talked about him a couple weeks ago, this old Burton. There's not a lot of Tim Burton flicks out there, and we've already gone through two of them. There are, there are definitely a lot of Tim Burton flicks out there. I mean, in the scale of movies out there, A through Z. Well, all right. What's the percentage of Tim Burton flicks? <laughs> that, okay, it's, that's fair. Yeah, it's probably like point zero six. If I, I was would to do my math, love there. to see your math on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, directed by Tim Burton, but this was written by by a small group of people. There were, I think, four of them on there. But I want to highlight a man named Warren Scarin. Warren Scarin. Warren Scarin. Adam, uh, why did you build that? He helped I also write Batman, previous episode. Wasn't this uh, Which the, one? The, um, the writer that works with <laughs> Tim Burton a lot? Uh, no. 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 
because he he just did this and Batman, and then also this one movie called Top Gun. Just throwing that out there for that one fan that that movie has that listens to the show. The only person in the world who likes that movie. So anyway, Warren Scarin. There you go. Uh, we get uh, we get to introduce Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis to the show. I love Alec Baldwin. They, they've never been on before. Here they are making their debut, as well as Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and super pedo himself, Jeffrey Jones. That's right. Oh, Bueller. Rice! Rice! I just remember him screaming at his secretary while trying to be on a phone call on Ferris Bueller. Rice! Rice! Why don't you just come down here and whip them old butt cheeks out and something when he thinks... We're uh, very unhappy. What did you expect? You're dead. uh, We open... This movie opens on... We got a flyover shot, right? We see these trees. Nice little New England town... Very picturesque, like Norman Rockwell, Americana vibe going on. Um, Our actors' names kind of fade in and out as we're flying along, you know. And then uh, as as we get closer to the end of the credits, things start looking a little hokey. You know what I mean? Like Like the the shot? Well, just like all of a sudden the buildings and the grass and everything are a little quiet. Just like, what's what's going on here? And then this giant spider climbs over the top of a house. You're like, what the fuck? Is this movie? Oh, it's a model. Well, I my thought on that was like, ah, it's Tim Burton. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, giant spider. Got it. Start starting <laughs> off with that, right? We got now. Spiderzilla just right out the gate. <laughs> it's a pretty good looking yeah! model, too, because like the light source makes it look very convincing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, as you're yeah. flying through. I think maybe they were using actual stuff and then they sort of cut and into maybe the a, model. Maybe a seam. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It, it looked could, a little it, too good to be. Either of them could be true because I mean, I and I couldn't, I wouldn't put it past Tim Burton as much as like miniatures are used when you have to blow up a building when you got to do something to like kind of tongue in cheek do that to oh no they actually are miniatures this is an actual model of the town kind of I I don't know if that's what he's going for or because why else would you need a fucking model town in this honestly well it, it does, comes up a bit because yeah, Beetlejuice lives that's in where it he lives there yeah. I, he could have lived anywhere. He's he's a, he's like the superhero of the undead or of the dead. So and like, if he was supposed he to be living model, if he was supposed to live in the model, they left nothing. They gave us no story or background on that. Why yeah, he was like, can stuck you get in the him model? Stuck there where his superpowers can't get him out. You, you know? could have had the woman with the thing in her. That she could have been like, listen here, guys. Oh, Juno, Juno. <laughs> he, he stuck there because or that he, secretary. <laughs> oh, and you know, after watching this. They the they're the grown ups gathered in that dinner or whatever and yeah. they said, You know what happens when you die? Yeah. Uh, or, or when you the, commit if suicide. If you commit suicide, you become civil servants in the afterlife. Yeah. And, and the they lady all are. the lady was all so like, If nervous. I knew if I heard if I took the rumors true or whatever, I wouldn't have done wouldn't this. She cut her, and the guy that's like dropping off files is hanging from a noose. Yep. So he hung himself. Yeah, they they absolutely prove that to be true. Uh goddamn Tim Burton, man. He's I'm going to take something like suicide and make it funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she phrases she's like, I wouldn't have had my accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I would have had the little accident because yeah. she's been and her her sash says like Miss Argentina 1939 beauty pageant or something. So she at this point had been dead for well, this is 88. So I guess yeah, like 50 years, essentially. Right. And they had to be there. What so was I'm, it, I'm guessing twenty five years. Yeah. So she's had quite a bit of time to build up some cynicism about her <laughs> her decision. Yeah. Um, 
just 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 little details you're going to get in a Tim Burton movie. Um, all right, so we get we do get to finally see Alec Baldwin, and he's young and very trim. Dildo. Alec Baldwin has not been this trim probably since this movie. I think this was 1988, 1989. He swallowed a balloon and turned into the Alec Baldwin we all know and love now. Yes. Um, he just immediately fucking... Well, that's not... I guess he played uh, Jack Ryan in a couple of those... Uh, ah, fuck. I can't think of the author. Jack Ryan, like, clear and present danger. Hunt for Red October, blah, blah, blah. Jack Ryan is the hero. He's like a, a different kind of James Bond character. And Alec Baldwin played him for a while. And now they have just a whole series about Jack Ryan on Amazon. But he played Jack Ryan if. And I think three movies. Okay. So he, I guess he had days. he had to stay he had to stay trim at least through those. So at least into like ninety. Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So he had to be thin for a bit, but it, it is. He nice. was also thin in Outside Providence. If I don't know if you ever saw I that movie. I did not ever even see that. It's like a coming to. He's coming? coming? No, 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 no. But he plays a dad, and he always oh, wait, calls he his comes, son. He comes in that movie? It's a coming to life story. What is that? What well, is if he has a son, he came age. at least once. But no, he's the father in the in the movie, and he always calls his son Dildo. Dildo. Ah. Why don't you get over there, Dildo? If we would have just used that that night, then we wouldn't have a son right now to worry about. But it's, it's sort uh, of I, like that's a... not at all Alec Baldwin. I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> it's sort of a 70s, like, uh, Dazed and Confused style. Oh, nice. But, you know, Outside three kids, huh? and they are in college or something. And Well, we have plenty of time, I guess. One guy makes a bong out of a giant 30-gallon barrel. Ooh, now see, that's just inventive. Yeah. Wasn't that a Dennis Leary bit about marijuana doesn't make you homicidal or whatever reefer madness says? It makes you a fucking engineer. Because <laughs> you're going to turn an apple or any... You know, like, hey, let me take this. I'll make a bong out of my head. We can make a bong out of whatever. Hold on a second. Yeah, can. fucking anything, man. It makes you invent. Um, all right. So, anyway, Alex Baldwin. Alec. Alec Baldwin. Uh, young and thin. And we get to meet Gina, his wife, who's. I don't know her name. Barbara? Barbara, right? Barb. Um. And she's good in this type of role. Like, I'm not a big fan of Gina Davis overall. I don't find her attractive. I, I think that she just kind of looks weird. But she does great in these, like, kind of comedic role like this, uh, League of Their Own stuff, where she gets to take something kind of absurd comedy, and then she can bring a level of uh, a bit of levity, kind of some, some enough honestness to it to make it believable and make it that much more funny, I guess. Like, she's not well, a... Well, she's not a typically she's not a slapstick model-looking gal, no. so she's got to be Jennifer McCarthy style on it. A bit, yeah, but she doesn't go, like, absurd comedy, or, I mean, she doesn't, like, try to ham up the comedy at all. She, like, tries to play it serious, and that's what makes it funny, I guess. Like, she's good in this type of role, but there's other stuff, like, she had a... I don't remember the name of it. Something where she was like an amnesia. She was a spy with amnesia and some super badass action. And no, hmm. no, I'm not buying it from Gina. Goddamn Davis, not happening. Fucking pick up a catcher's mitt, Gina <coughs> Davis. Um. So anyway, we find out that they're they're wanting to they're wanting to sell their house. Uh-huh. Right, right. And uh, Alec Baldwin always always playing as Harry Belafonte. Yes. Every time they're hanging around the house, he's always got to uh, got to have his Harry Belafonte shake, going shake, on. Shake, shake, Sonora, shake, Sonora. Yeah. So that might come to something, but so they got to go into town and go to the store because he needs to get a brush. Has to get a specific brush. Which, with your working on models of this size, yeah, you want like a really tiny brush. Got to have a specific brush. But both of them, for some reason, need to run into town. 
Well, As, he yeah. asked her if uh, if she wanted to go with him, and she was just like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And he just walks she, right into the store, and then she drives. She drives so he can run, run in, and just run and in just and get it, leave the car running, right? Yeah. And then we like later found out, find out that there's an old man. Store. Well, yeah, but they own that store. That's their store. Yeah, the maintenance oh, hardware. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the reason why there's the old man sitting outside and talking. And oh, the you know, barber if you're just out like, there by yourself. I love it. He starts a story as Alec Baldwin runs in <laughs> and gets the brush and everything, comes back out, and the dude's still telling the story. Did not even notice that Baldwin wasn't there at all. He's just like, "I'll talk to you later." Okay, see you later. Uh, okay. Let me know if you need a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Before your vacation. So then they're heading back home. Now there's a dog in the road. Mm-hmm. Right before they go over the uh, the the covered bridge from Bridges of Madison County, right? Isn't that what this is from? Yeah, maybe. Um, so she starts swerving to miss it, and they end up crashing through the wall and hanging over the edge. And the only thing keeping them on is the dog standing on a board. Yeah, <laughs> which obviously bullshit, but fun gag. It should have been Tim a cat. Burton. Tim. Well, it should have been a cat. Why? Just just cats are dicks. <laughs> a cat would be like. <laughs> Well, I am fully aware that I'm the only thing keeping you alive right now. Mm-hmm. Bye. Burton actually likes cats, so he wanted to make dogs look you bad. You want to make dogs look Uh-oh. bad? Yeah, this was actually well, in why the trivia. Is he, why do you do Frankenweenie where they're bringing dogs back from the dead? He needs his dog. Well, he liked the idea of the dead dog. The dead dog. I got to make it a dead dog. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and again, like we were talking about with Batman, this doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't matter because Tim Burton's world is like a little fantasy world, and, and that's all. It was... It's a funny thing when the dog hops off and then they crash. Uh, and as Lois, you were saying before we started recording, like, oh, yeah, look at that fall. Ooh. Yeah, they like, take a death, <laughs> death-defying does, fall down. They're like, oh, five feet down yeah. into the water. Definitely. Yeah. I think it was deep enough for the car to get I don't think so either. I was thinking, I was like, I think I could make it out of that. Now, possibilities. Know? They were not wearing seatbelts, so they went straight, and they hit their face on the windshield, instantly knocking yeah, them but, out and drowning them. But as we learn, you still look like what killed you. So if they would have smashed or had head trauma, then they would have head trauma in the afterlife. Got a point. But they drowned. So when you drown, you're still just going to look like you. Okay. That's valid. So. Or is it whatever you died of is what you get to go back as in the afterlife? Well, but they didn't change. Like the dude who got his head shrunk. The head head shrunk. The the receptionist with the slit wrists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they had the one symptom. So if they bashed their head that made them go unconscious where they drowned, they only know the drowning part. So that's, uh, how, that's how they get projected back into the I afterlife. I guess, I guess. I'm just mm. looking into some, com- you know, so we don't have to say come on in this episode very much. <laughs> so it, this I, is how I, Tim Burton thinks, you know. I'm, I'm trying to get be, in his mind. Be. He's uh, the, the story is that they, did, uh, that they drowned. And so they couldn't get the windows down or couldn't get out of the car somehow and water got in. They, they must have gotten knocked out instantly. Must have. Or the water was so dang cold that once it hit their skin, they froze. Just instantly. And seized up. And, yeah. And or let's see, maybe there was uh, exhaust flowing into the car. Oh, they pulled the old garage maneuver? Yeah, maybe. Maybe something happened where during that little little bump, it uh, knocked uh, they the tried exhaust to pull thing a, started going into the car. They pulled a what's-his-name from office space. And that's why they to... didn't have any damage to their face. They, they fell asleep in their car. It's also valid. But we we know that that is absolutely not true because they're both visibly awake and signaling to the dog not to hop off of that 
board before they plummet into the water. So they were definitely aware. Yeah, was the window down at that point? I think it was. Alex was, because he, he looks, he looks, he looks out, out behind. He didn't yeah. just turn around, he looks out the window, which means the water would get in a lot faster, yes. But um, it would also make it sooner that right. you could open the doors and get but out. But then, what, isn't that the thing? Like, if, you, if your car goes underwater, you're going to have to roll down the windows and let it in for the pressure, because you can't open the door, yeah. period, until the car's full of water. And then you can get the door opening and get out or yeah. go out the window, but you have to wait till it's rushed in. Yeah. You just have to hold your breath, bide your time until the car's full of water, pressure evens out. Yeah. Then you can open then you the can doors. Go. And if the window's down, that's you're, you're halfway makes it there. Even fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Bon Jovi, you're halfway there. Whoa. <laughs> we'll Waiting for some air. Take my hand. We'll, we'll make, make it, it, I swear. Whoa, that's right. <laughs> Living out of Swimming up for air, swimming up for air. Dear There it is. Oh, I was gonna try to talk box solo, but you can't. Um, anyway, Bon Jovi you fixed your shitty song for you. So, so we uh, we cut. Uh, the cuckoo clock is chiming. The fire starts itself. Yep. Right? And they come walking into the house. And she's like, that fire wasn't going when we left, but I'm glad it's here because they're warming themselves and drying themselves off, right? And he's like, wait. And this this is a cool detail. He wonders, how did we get up here? Like, do you remember walking up to the house? Do you remember yeah. driving home? Like, do you, how, did, how did we get home? They don't remember. I don't know. I'm going to go retrace our steps. And he runs outside, and as <laughs> soon as he leaves the steps, he's on fucking Saturn. Right, we get the weird little. I mean, it's like a a super hyper developed orangish sand. Oh yeah, dune looking thing, but uh, like with these weird little sculptures, you could tell. Hey, this guy directed Pee Wee. Just look at these fucking <laughs> things standing out here. But like, it just immediately flashes out to that, and then she grabs him and pulls him back and says he was gone for hours. Two hours. Two hours, but it was like five seconds, maybe. And he caught a glimpse of the uh, the sandworm. Sand we get to see the sandworms, yeah. Um. So, ooh, sorry, a little bit. Then she's like, we have no, I noticed while you were gone, while I was waiting for you to get back from the doorstep, I noticed this and has a little toy horse in front of the mirror and there's no reflection. Just a levitating horse there. Um, so they turn around, they see the handbook for the recently deceased sitting on like a little end table. Well, that doesn't bode well. So then we scroll down to the... We see the back of, of Beetlejuice. We don't know who he is yet, right? Just this guy. We just see him from behind his chair. Oh, that better turn over the business section. Flips to the obituary. Good gag. <laughs> Good gag. Yeah. Uh, love it. So then anyway, back to our couple. Uh, now, again, Harry Belafonte Deo is playing in the background. The Banana Boat song. And... Um, so I think they're they're pondering. I don't, I don't know. I have a note. Maybe this is heaven. Are they pondering that, or is did they talk about that, or is that just yeah. my note? Yeah, no. They they, they talk about like, it. Maybe like, are we in heaven? heaven? Maybe we are. Our house was so perfect, and our little life was so wonderful. And we got our Harry, Harry Belafonte, and I've got my model town, and just who could ask for anything more? And then she goes, "If this was heaven, there wouldn't be so much dust." Yeah. Oh, she did say that's right. That's right. That is, there is that line. And so by the not, way, not sure I went to look are. back at that scene where they fall off the bridge, and indeed, Alec Baldwin's hand is out the window. Right. So window the, open. the window is open and down. And it's a it's a fucking creek. It's not yeah. even a full on river. 
You're I don't gonna, even think it's fully You're going to crash. You're probably going to get sprained. Something, you know, oh, man, that smarts. But then you crawl out your open window because there's not even enough water in there to fill your car <laughs> and just walk home. Call the tow truck or the crane or whatever. Get insurance involved. You'll be okay. But, nope, that's not what we're doing here. So, did, I mean, did he when he was writing this out, he was like, okay, they fall off a creek and then they're dead. I don't know. Like, and then, I mean, it'd be one thing if they didn't they didn't have to show how how shallow it looked. You no, know? they didn't. They could have just saw that it, like, fell over fell and we'd been of, like, oh, okay, cool, man. But now we're, bridge. Now we're we, over here fixated on, that's a 30-foot drop. There's no way they would have died and, from oh, that. Oh, dude, it's definitely not 30 feet. Like, I feel maybe 10. 10 at best. Like, 10 at as best. Because as, as, it's hanging mostly out and when the dog jumps off the board like it goes ass over right the more it just kind of flips over here, yeah like yeah. it's already hanging this out picture right here so. but as soon as it leaves the bridge the nose of the car is already hitting it's the already, water yeah. so yeah. it's <laughs> the length of their car basically it's the it's length it of is. their car yeah there it is it's the length of their car <laughs> that's it that's the whole fall that should kill them yeah oh man it obviously did so they know that they're they're definitely dead right um so we got a we got a great well, we have a, a wake up gag where they were sleeping and they get woken up by a noise. noise. So like they snap awake real quick and Gina Davis falls to the floor because she had rolled off bed and was levitating because dead. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's cute. Anyway, so we get Catherine Catherine O'Hara and uh, Jeffrey Show Me Your Underage Genitalia Jones. <laughs> He doesn't want to be referred to as that anymore, okay? Well, I don't care. Okay. You uh, you force kids to pose for you naked, so you're fucked. Um, and also a known writer. Now, Catherine O'Hara rules. I love her, but Jeffrey Jones go... She was one of the witches, ant witches, right? Ant witches. The ant witches in uh, Sabrina. Oh, I never saw Sabrina. The Teenage Witch series. That aired. I, I, I know Melissa, Melissa Joan, Joan Hart, Hart. Yep. only because, you know, she used to explain it all. She used to tell you everything. Although she never explained a goddamn thing. No. She never explained why there was a guy. That just with would her fucking... have his own ladder to get into her bedroom whenever he wanted. He was just walking around with a 20-footer under his arm as he oh, walked he over. Oh, he had a 20-footer, that's for sure. Okay, take it easy. Right. How dare you. 20-footer? You're telling, you brought her. <laughs> telling me a 90s Melissa Joan Hart, you wouldn't have a 20-footer? <laughs> I had a four incher. All right. So anyway, these people are moving. These in. Pe- the the family show up. They want to buy the house. So they're looking around and they're loving it. And then, uh, fucking, like they're talking about remodeling. No, they already bought the house. There was I thought they were looking like, to buy it, or they already no, bought it. And they were talking about what they're going it. to do, it. and so like they're hanging in the closet and they're trying to do stuff to to scare them, but obviously <laughs> they can't see them. At one point, they even move them to the side yeah. of the closet. Well, they also make that joke like they're like, oh, they open it up and they go, oh. yeah. and it's just her hanging in the wedding mm-hmm. dress, right? With Orthos, like, don't worry, darling. I hope not all the other closets, closets in this house are this something. small. Yeah, yeah, they yeah played that's it off right. Real well. They do. They they make a lot of good gags out of it. Um, uh, well, so, and uh, going back to the book, when they first find it and reading through it, uh, what does it say? Like some people won't see you, but didn't say can't, and that's why uh, Lydia is able Lydia's to see them. And, the living usually won't see the dead. Yeah, and then he, I think it was he, he had asked. He was like, "Can't or won't?" Because there's kind of a difference. There. Oh, that's right. He does say yeah. "can't or won't." That's mm-hmm. right. And that comes oh, man, in play. Good little setup. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have. Tim I, I wrote down a Catherine O'Hara line. She has. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. <laughs> she is awesome in everything I've ever seen. That's the mom, mom from Home, Home Alone. Alone. Yes. And she, uh, she's on Shit's Creek. Oh my God, Shit's Creek. That show's fucking fantastic. Hey, you think uh, you think that was the same attic uh, from Home Alone? Nah, <laughs> pro- probably. Sure. All right. Never mind. We got it. Always been a flake. If you insist on frightening people, do it with your sculpture. She's like, oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to there. Yeah. Um, So anyway, they get up to the attic, and uh, Jeffrey Jones is reading his magazine, and then uh, Gina Davis ends up leaving the house for a bit, and she gets to see what it's like if they leave the house. Like, they're trapped there, for sure. But she ends up slapping. Can't can't leave because the sandworm. Right. But the sandworm comes, like, almost face-to-face, and she she slaps slaps it. And and the thing's like... What the fuck? What? She's like, that's right. I play baseball. That's right. I'm on a women's team. That's right. Tom Hanks coached me. That's right. Tom Hanks is Forrest Gump. That's right. Uh, oh, I don't <laughs> have another one. Damn ding, ding, ding. <laughs> fuck. All right. So the sandworm's like, okay. And so then we get the dinner. We get the, the their first dinner. And her, she's like, why don't we all? our own little parts to make this fun because everybody hates the house right and and i have a note here where delia Catherine o'hara is wearing gloves on her head she has tied the fingers of gloves together to make it look like a little flower is that what her, that was like a, <laughs> okay. her head, but they're just it's a pair of gloves that she's tied together um so there's that that's, that's how she rolls <laughs> but she's just quirky she's an artist everybody she's an artist yeah up here planned out a stroke from the amount of msg that's in this food she's so dark and oh of course she is that's why she can see the dead because she wants to be them yeah some only the strange and unusual utterly alone i'm utterly alone i have nobody you're like (laughs) my life is a dark i mean to be fair with those parents well you guys uh, this is tim burton here and i wrote that part because that's very much how i felt when i was growing up as I do with most of my movies, you know, anytime there's a child that's a little bit unusual, <laughs> you know, that's me. I'm Tim Burton. I just want to point out uh, how isolating it is to be a kid, uh, period. That's it. It just, it's really weird. We, you know, they don't appreciate our, our black clothes and our black crazy hair and our obsession with death. And it's just, it's hard being a kid. Uh, Tim, that's that's not normal. You no, know, no, no, no. I mean, you know, it just it, kids are have it hard, and it's very isolating. And I want to show that we're all obsessed with death, but fun death with big eyes. Well, and, yeah, fun cartoony death. You know, it's it's not nightmares, but you know, dreamy nightmares. You know, yeah, night. Well, you know, like the nightmares you have pinstripes, before Christmas, pinstripes and <sighs> and uh, weird shapes and slanted doorways. That's oh, yeah. me. Oh, you need these angles that I saw. German expressionism films yeah, from the Yeah, I totally 1920s. saw them from the fucking Germans from the 40s, man. They couldn't they couldn't write anything, and so the independent guys, they started making all this cool stuff. I mean, I ripped it off pretty much all of it. Can you tell that we watched a little documentary about Tim Burton before this? <laughs> <laughs> he did rip that, all, a lot of that shit He off. did quite a bit. He, uh, he loved the German expressionism from the 1920s. All right, so anyway... All right, so they're wanting to save the house. We got to get these fucking awful people out of our house, right? And so we need to 
And I love how Alec at no point in this movie can Alec Baldwin say his name correctly. Beetle guys, Beetle guys, guys, Beetle guys, 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 Beetle. Yeah, like Beetle spelled, guys. It's spelled Beetle. because the title of the movie is spelled Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice like phonetically, essentially, like but the everywhere. words we know. But his name's actually Beetlejuice, like the star is spelled. And so he is the only one like that has a hard time saying. the star is spelled? Because he's the star, Beetlejuice, the star. Oh, okay. Uh, the star in the constellation of Orion that's called Beetlejuice. <laughs> Look it up. And it's <laughs> fucking being it, bitch. To, isn't it supposed to be located near... I think it's his shoulder. Well, no, but I mean, where the star is located, it's like in the proximity of... I don't remember. Is, is it near Saturn, actually? Is that why they bring up Saturn? So well, I mean, that would, that would change oh, because it's yet. in the constellation of Orion, so... Saturn's gonna gonna move, but that's true. The constellation yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't. I can't remember. There's something. Anyway, they, was every, there mentioned that the, that there was no, 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 not in this movie. Saturn? But oh. they got his name because of that star, and it's just always like the star Beetlejuice is the red star that's in this blah 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 zone or fucking whatever, like the location <clears> of it. But, Beetlejuice is usually the tenth brightest star in the night sky, and after Rigel, the second brightest Rigel. in the constellation of Orion. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, like, so in the movie, his name is actually spelled like the star, mm-hmm. but they oh. thought it would be funnier and I obviously easy for know. kids. I thought you were kidding when you said it was an actual <laughs> star in Orion. I'm like, no. Okay. That's you go bing it, bitch. Bing it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, they, they wanted to, the title to be kind of a gag. Well, that, and it, cause I mean, I've seen this movie growing up, you know, here and there, never all the way through and vague. Memories of it. Us watching the intro, it kind of came back. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I never saw the charades part where he's trying to get her to say his mm. name and he can't say yeah. his name. So he can't say his own but name. But that made sense. Why the name is Beetlejuice of the movie, but yeah. anywhere in it, it's yeah, it was because originally this was called like Ghost House or something oh, really? like really stupid. <laughs> um, and so, but they wanted it spelled differently, one so kids would know how to say it because obviously that's their audience. But also, they just thought it would be funny that nobody would know what Beetle... And I think that's intentionally why Alec Baldwin's character can never say Beetlejuice. It's always Betelgeist. Because <laughs> yeah, like, he has this little TV ad, and when you see him in the papers, it's spelled like the star is. Not Anyway. 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 So they're like, we need to call Betelgeist. And uh, also, Jeffrey Jones is throwing a fit about all I want is my peace and quiet. He's pissed off about the remodeling sounds. He wants peace and quiet because it's going to interfere with his fucking naked kid videos he's making. Yeah. I need quiet. I'm filming. This almost sounds like the, the dad sounds from like the Dirty butter, Dancing. Butterfly effect? The Yeah, butterfly. No, no, no. The dad from Dirty Dancing. He didn't want peace and quiet. Well, he wanted he, he wanted peace and quiet just... On a vacation. For a vacation, not for... That's kid, you know. not for kid movies like okay. Jeffrey Jones does. Okay, take it easy. That's Eric Stoltz from Butterfly Effect. That was based on Jeffrey Jones. Um, fucking pederast. Anyway, so Winona Ryder thinks what's she's... a pederast? Walter. God damn it, Donnie! Life does not start and stop at your convenience. You miserable pile of shit. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> oh my god, that, we're only two weeks away from that movie. Woo! Do you know that? You know that? Oh, the Big Lebowski? Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Oh, my God. I think we'll just play the movie. It'll just be us sitting there laughing <laughs> at it. I don't know. Uh, we'll get there. Anyway, so she thinks, or Winona Ryder, Lydia, can see them. Or she thinks she sees. She sees something. Like, she sees their shadows under the door to the attic or something. At first, she sees them in 
like from outside up while they're uh, out the window. That's right. She is outside and sees something in the window, right? So she goes up to the attic, and they hold the door shut. So they can't be seen. But they can influence the physical world. But they can somehow grab a door and keep it shut and push the key back out because she's trying to unlock it, you know? Right. Yeah, a little bit of a bullshit. So then we see the Beetlejuice commercial. Well, no, it makes sense because later they can put sheets on and they can manipulate physical yeah, objects. So they're like, they're just learning. They're they're invincible or invisible. Invisible, but then when they're hanging in the closet and they're pushed to the side, then they would feel. Yeah, wouldn't there be a body. rope just hanging there? Well, no, there would probably the rope was probably hanging there to them. I don't think she was hang, hanging herself. It was just her body. In no, no, the no. She was hanging on her. No, she was hanging. Oh, that's right. That's right. By her neck. So, and they just pushed her to the side and didn't even notice her. So, like, they choose when they're tangible. But maybe in this moment, they're so panicked that she's trying to get into the attic that their tangibility is, is coming to without them realizing what they're doing. It's like the, the first time a superhero uses his power is like, whoa, wait, what just happened? Now I got to learn how to control this kind of yeah. thing. This is their superpower to touch But eventually touch they things. can they can learn to I mean, be seen. Patrick Swayze had to go through a lot in Ghost to be able to touch stuff. He had to get yelled at by a guy in a subway and poke at a fucking soda can forever. It was a hell of a montage. It's a hard thing to do as a ghost to learn how to affect and manipulate the living world. Interesting. That's in yeah. Ghost? It's in Ghost. Is that in the rewatch? No. Hmm. I've never it's even heard that time to add it to it. there's time (laughs) that's true Uh, so anyway uh, what am I Beetlejuice commercial but they they're flipping through the book about draw the door and he's oh wait he has to go back and draw the door handle and then you knock three times and it opens and they go into the the office of the undead or of the dead the newly dead or whatever um, and Winona is outside the attic door and sees like the green light. So she knows there's some shit going on. Uh, cut to Jeffrey Jones staring out of a window with his binoculars. Fucking probably looking down at the town, seeing bird watching. Yeah. Yeah, birds. sure. And checking out, checking out what kids are running around. Oh, how close are we to the school? All right. So I'm legally just out of range. I'm allowed to live here. I'm close enough that I can see him with my binoculars. Yes. Mm, I'm going to jerk off so much at this window. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> he's a goddamn pederast. All right. Fucking Jeffrey Jones. So uh, we get to the uh, the office. And, yeah, we get all the different corpses. There's a lady sawed in half. Uh, is there a guy with a shark on him? Yeah, the shark's on his leg. Shark's on his leg. He oh, must have died as guy. well. Huh? The shark must have died as well. The shark had to have died as well, right? <laughs> he took the shark with him. Yeah. I'm going to take you with me, mother... Boy, if they stop swimming, they die, so he must have just held it. Right? Mm. Yeah, maybe. He maybe wrestled they, a shark. Maybe they also, pulled him out I, of the water and, and the shark but, died from, yeah. you know, from air. choking on air. Choking on air. God, that sounds Suffocating. Like a, is that the title of an Ed Sheeran song? That sounds stupid enough to be one of his fucking pile I'm of shit. Yes. Choking on it. Choking on Suffocating air. on love. And the whole, <laughs> God, I hope he actually dies in that song. I'd listen oh, to it. Shit. It'd be the first Edward Sheeran whatever song I enjoy. So he's up there with Adele then. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, 
<clears throat> anyway, so they're in the office. We get the guy with the mini head. We get the guy with the mini head that he's coming back later at the end of the movie. Don't worry about it. Uh, so Winona goes ahead and gets herself into the attic and finds the book. Because they didn't take the book with them. They left it. So now the living has the book of the newly dead. So we get to meet Juno. She's just chain smoking, hole in her throat because she, mm-hmm. she had the trach. Right? Yeah, it took me a... a- like not right away to get that, that there was smoke coming out of um, when she, out of her uh, she takes right a there. drag off cigarette and keeps talking while the smoke comes billowing out of her throat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just again Tim Burton, that's creepy shit. Yeah. That's really creepy shit, and he makes it like not fun, but like kids can watch it and it's it's a it's a gag or whatever. Like he makes it palatable somehow. I don't know. He, it it's cool to laugh at someone with. A tracheotomy and smoke coming out of the throat. <laughs> and that's just... I don't think anybody but Tim Burton can do that. And that's uh, that's his thats his magic. Yo. All right, so anyway, they ask about Betelgeis. And do not involve that guy. Do not. Won't even, don't even say his name. Huh. Anyway, so we're flying again along the model town. And it's actually a fly this time. And it, it lands on the cemetery of the model town, and, and, and he reaches out and grabs it. He, he lures him in with, like, a candy yeah, bar or something. something. Like, hey, 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 buddy. Can you, can, 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 you, want, you want a treat? And then he, when he lures it, you like, hear the yeah. fly itself. Help me, help yeah. me, help me. The fly is screaming. All of a sudden, the fly knows English. Uh, so that's weird. Uh, okay, so now they're trying to be ghosts. They're wearing sheets. Ooh. Designer Ooh. sheets. Yeah, designer sheets. And trying to scare the family. But anyway, Winona's in her bedroom and she just thinks it's her parents having sex. <laughs> she, she makes something like, how can I, I can't stand that woman or something. Yeah, but yeah she thinks she thinks they're banging. And that goes the, and hits the if wall. that's the sound of sex. I don't know if that's good or bad. Bad. Definitely bad. Definitely bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, that could be good sex. I mean, if you're Sting and you're doing like, if you're doing long, drawn out tantric sex, then I guess you'd want that. Oh, I orgasm for forty minutes. But if you, I mean, if you're banging like people bang, then you want like, ah, ah, you want screams, you want parrot calls. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she's coming hard in there. What is happening? Jesus Murphy. <laughs> anyway, so she thinks her parents are fucking, but uh, what? So they get into the bedroom and Delia's in her like sleeping pill haze. She's, she's sleeping and, with Prince Valium. Yes, Prince Valium, which was a character in Spaceballs. Did well, we have Valium's, a Prince Valium? Well, Valium's a drug. No, I know, yeah. but there's a character, Prince Valium, in Spaceballs. I'm oh, is there? Sure. Never seen it. And he's always yawning. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, she sits up real fast at one point, and they think she's waking up, but she's not. She's still asleep. She just turns the TV off. Yeah. Because she thinks that's what the noise is or something. Um, but uh, Lydia's taking pictures because she can see them. She can and talk to them. They, 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 they talk a bit. And so that we, then we move on. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. So now she's Catherine O'Hare is uh, making a salad, getting ready for dinner. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be normal. Just just be normal, please. Just be cool, bitch. Be cool. To bring Pulp Fiction back in, 
Yes. <laughs> uh, but Catherine, she's just so fucking good, Catherine O'Hara. Even all of this when she's like talking shit to her own daughter. And she's like, if we could all just be nice. And like tilts her head and does this little thing. I, Catherine O'Hara can make the most uncomfortable fucking situation hilarious. I love her. So finally our, our couple says the name three times. And they get, like, whirlwinded down into the model, right? And they have to then dig up Beetlejuice. And I do, I love the fucking details in this of, like, the fake grass. And as they start digging, you get the cork board yeah. and all the shit. Cardboard, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool, Like, yeah. god damn, the attention to detail here is fucking wonderful. But they, they, they're digging up and they're digging until they finally hit his coffin. Coffin. Beetlejuice. Which his hands and can so, go through to catch flies. Evidently. Yeah, well, apparently he, he can <laughs> yeah. get out of whenever he wants, whatever. But they hit it, and so we finally meet Beetlejuice. comes flying up. Like I'm free! Super majestic, <laughs> gross-ass, moldy, fucking disgusting character. And, uh, yeah, I can get rid of the living. What do you, what do you need to do? Well, I, I don't know. Do you have a resume? What kind of qualifications do you have? Qualifications. Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? Goddamn, Michael <laughs> Keaton. Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Finally, like 34, 30-something minutes into the movie. Well, finally I, get I our attended Juilliard. I turned to Julian and a little. Ah, God, I fucking love it. I've seen The Exorcist 167 times and it keeps getting funnier. Ah, God <laughs> damn, Michael Keaton's brilliant in this. I, it's amazing. I lived through the Black Plague, had a pretty good time during that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Great. So, and then there's something about he, he shows him a scary face, but we swore, the camera's behind him and you just see like snakes pop out yeah. inside of his head and they freak out. Uh, obviously, budgetary. Can you be scary or something? I think is yeah. What they, and what so they that was a budgetary him. issue. It's like I don't know what do they you think. Did, or, or Tim Burton had sketched out the face he wanted to make because he loves the sketches. But they budget reasons, whatever. Just decided it's sort of like the jaw shark. The less you see, the better. Yeah. So right. yeah, before he turns around and does it, he oh, before he does the thing to the face, he does uh, turn this up real quick. He does this like jack off move. It like, does do a jack- oh yeah, I can do it. Can I be scary? Scary? Yeah. Jack off. I like it. <laughs> it does do a jack off thing. Um, and another reason, like everything in this is so campy, so fucking campy. Well, I mean, one that's Tim Burton style for sure. But again, budget. Like he had only directed Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. So prior he, to this, prior to this. Uh, so like he was known, but not known enough for that kind of money. You know. Which is why, like, when they fuck their faces up to make them look... It's obviously, like, claymation, and, and it, it all looks, like, very B-movie campy, which I think adds to I it. I liked it. Absolutely. Like, it makes it more fun and more of a cool, oh, yeah, hanging out with dead people's hilarious, or whatever. Like, it's... it, And it works, but it was purely because he didn't have budget, and he just Tim Burton'd it. So, a, a good case of, oh, shit, turning into... Oh shit! You know. <laughs> oh shit. Um. So anyway, we don't see the scary face, but they they get out of there because they're still hesitant about dealing with him because you know told them not to. But I love we get uh, 
Hey, nice fucking model. Honk, honk. Grabs his own dick. <laughs> yeah. Because he like, he's angry and kicks a tree and it falls over him. Nice yeah, and fucking model. And so I remember seeing that as a younger kid and, and like going, did he just say the the F word? And you look back and see that does. they the yeah. NPAA. Yeah, is that right? NPAA? They rated this a PG movie. This is PG. This is one. I have this exact note. One of the very rare times that an F-bomb has been used in a PG movie. Not only that, it also has shit in here, too, later. It does have shit. Nice fucking model! There you Mar- go. Yeah. Um, but PG-13 didn't come into play. Well, I think it had come into play. It was because of fucking the first Indiana Jones movie that PG-13 became a rating. Oh, so PG-13 didn't even exist Didn't exist time. until... Yeah, I, I, I don't know the year on the first Indiana Jones okay. movie. Well, it might have been before this or right around this time. Yeah, but it, they hadn't cemented yet what is allowed when. So now, July first, nineteen eighty four was eighty four. The f- there uh, we go. So yeah, it'd been around for four years. Still working out the kinks. Still, I guess. So like in PG thirteen, now you get one f bomb. Oh, you're allowed one f bomb. As soon as you say a second one, you're right into our territory. Oh. So now, then it became, there's a whole thing about, like, who has the best use of their one F-bomb. Oh. And not not the, like that makes or breaks a movie, but so it's it, just like a, a little, it'd be like a subreddit about yeah. who has the best use of their one F-bomb, you know, So th- basically, these are movies that Samuel L. Jackson has never Oh, absolutely never not. Been in. No. <laughs> no, not unless you melon farmer the melon out of that fucking movie. <laughs> I still got it, damn it. Let's try not to F-bomb in there. But they could have totally gotten rid of this f bomb too. It's really not even a necessary. No, but I love it because it just it's so cool. Doesn't nice, progress the, nice the story. Fucking model. He, he's pissed because they shot him down. He thinks he's getting work. They shoot him down. How uh, does he get paid for his work, or does he just like to what is, haunt? What is payment in the afterlife anyway? Um. Yeah. What do you get? He gets what? a quarter of their souls or something. I, yeah. I like know. I don't even know what currency is in the afterlife, but. Anyway, so since PG-13 wasn't really, or that, at least that one F-bomb rule wasn't established yet, I guess you could get one in PG even still at this time. Hmm. So yeah, PG, which is safe for all the kids. <laughs> you get all it just the means you need to have parents. He like straight guidance. up runs up on Gina Davis and is fucking groping her at one point. You've got a fucking convicted pedophile in your movie. I mean, you can get away with a lot of stuff for PG in Come the 80s. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? He's a petter ass. Don't fucking diddle kids is all I'm saying. So, now we cut to the dinner parties. The dinner party scene, right? The. The. The The one and only. If you say Beetlejuice to somebody, the first thing that's going to pop into their head, I feel, is this fucking scene. Like, this is the the scene of this movie where they're all sitting around. Delia has her agent there and wants to sell him on her new sculpture she's been making. We get Otho and whatever the fuck he even is and that weird little lady that he's with that hates him completely and this whole awkward goddamn thing. Um, and so they're all talking and when I was like, no, there, there are ghosts in this house. And uh, Otho's like, well, let's hear about them. And Delia's like, 
No. I don't want to talk about ghosts. No. I would rather talk about... You got it? I love how she's like looking around like what is happening to me right now. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones looks under the table for kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so are you doing oh, this? He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, because first it's just Catherine O'Hara, but then the other ones like have to join in as it goes. That's right. And this movie is probably what introduced the majority of America to Calypso music and Harry Belafonte. <laughs> well, it's their first and only introduction to Calypso music. Why, would you, why else would you know about island music? Oh, here we go. It's six foot, seven foot, eight foot, punch! And the fucking shrimp come out of the bowls and grab them by the face. I mean, great scene. Fucking classic scene. Like that... I write in write in if you hear Beetlejuice and you think of something else, but Beetlejuice first thing that pops into my head is always this. The fucking should do a Twitter poll. Scene. Huh? Should do a Twitter poll. A Twitter poll? Yeah. We should Twitter poll. What what scene from Beetlejuice is the first that pops into your mind? Yeah. So how exactly did they make them do this? And why not like make them jump off a cliff? Uh, they said act like <laughs> Oh, you mean the ghosts? Yeah, like how did they make them they, like they, they able contort, to possess, yeah. possess their bodies somehow? Black yeah, they wasn't really covered. Yeah. But there are only two of them and eight guests, so I don't know how they're possessing them all. But yeah, they got them all dancing around and then the shrimp grab them, pull them down, and then push them back onto the floor. And uh they're like, oh my god, well, here we go. And they're watching out the window like any second. They're gonna go running away. Here we go. Oh, this is, hey, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. And they're digging it. Cricket, cricket. No, little knock at the door. Yeah, so they want you to come down now and they want to see you. <laughs> so it totally <laughs> backfired because now we know you exist and uh we wanna hang out with you. So they're they're wanting to capitalize on it and uh, Winona Ryder comes back down. They don't want to. They're they're not going to come down. They don't want to talk to you. And her agents like, was it you're a flake? You've always been a flake. If you want to scare people, yes, do uh, it with your sculptures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what we played earlier, right? Yeah. So it's like, fine, we're going up there. We're going to see him. Uh, Lydia, you have to learn to take the upper hand in all situations where people, whether they are dead or alive, will walk all over you. Fucking Catherine O'Hare, great line. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> so they get into the attic, but there are no ghosts, but Otho does. Now Otho gets the book, that fucking tub. Fat. Steals Fucker. that God, he got fucking Otho. Sounds like Oleo. Isn't that the butter substitute? Oleo? OG. Isn't there an Oleo? Because there's margarine and Oleo, right? Oleo. Look up, look up Oleo. Talking about aioli? No, not aioli. Oreo? Oleo? The cookie? Yeah. Are you, no. I don't know. Oleo is a butter substitute. O-L-I-O, I want to say. Oleo. Yeah. Whoa. It's a highly spiced stew of various meats and I vegetables. <laughs> originating from Spain and Portugal. It's something. Oleo. But yeah, it is something, but uh, I not thought what was... you were describing. 
God damn it, listeners, somebody write in and tell me there's some butter substitute that sounds like that. Uh, I know of a fake butter of OG. Oleo, not oleo. There's something. There's something. Okay. Something there. Anyway, I always thought it was fitting that he was so fat because his name sound reminded me of reminded fake, you of a this, fake butter, a fake butter that yeah. may or may not exist. That may or may not exist. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're leaving the attic, and now that Oleo has the the handbook, and as Catherine O'Hara, sweet, sweet, wonderful angel. Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's walking downstairs. The handrail turns into a snake. That's right. And it's fucking attacking him. What was it? Hey, George, we just going for your daughter. Oh, yeah, come on. Some, some line like that. Like, fucking slaps these people. Slaps Oso, Otho in the ass. Fucking, I mean, it's kicking the ass. And it drapes Jeffrey Jones off of the second floor balcony, right? Mm-hmm. Which good? Drop them. Uh, Oleo drop update. Oleo is better known as margarine, so it's just another word for it. Another and it's used margarine. as a butter substitute. Thank you. I am not crazy. <laughs> Still not funny. I get it, but at least I was right, <laughs> and that's important. Tune and in I, every week to I the rewatch something. party. That's right. Educate educational tab. Learn there something. we go. Oleo. All right. So he doesn't drop Jeffrey Jones to his death, which he should do. But he's attacking him, and all of a sudden, Gina Davis comes out of nowhere and goes, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! Beetlejuice! What, are you, what were you? I was playing the Beetlejuice. Oh. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! And then he just disappears, and he goes, right? Ah, uh, no! And then turns back into the handrail. Because if he's, if he's active, saying his name three times gets rid of him. If okay. he's gone, saying his name three times brings him in. Did they cover that? No. Okay, so that's not. just kind that's of that's what, what to figure from out. this point on we figure that. Okay. Right. Also, uh, just to bring up best TV show ever, Community again, they have a great gag. It takes three seasons to play off, but in the, fir- <laughs> in the first season of the show, this guy's girlfriend is making, like, uh, what that girl that you know, what's her name, Bridger, Butter, Beetlejuice, whatever. And then second season, they say something about, oh, don't you usually wear those, like, Beetlejuice underwear? And then in the third season, it's like, you have nothing on here but NPR recordings and the soundtrack to Beetlejuice. And as soon as they say at that time in the third season, a character in a Beetlejuice outfit walks past in the background. Like, cause they've said it three times now, like a three year fucking gag out of it. It, it goddamn brilliant. Really, really low payoff, very low payoff, but extremely low, but uh, just dedication. But no. fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn brilliant. So, um, so they get rid of Beetlejuice, and there's a bit of an argument. Um, they're yelling at Beetlejuice because he's miniature in the model again. Like he, when when they get rid of him in the real world, he somehow ends up with the model, which is still in the real world. Don't really know how that works. But uh, she picks him up, and she's yelling at him, and he gets the spikes out of his yep. body, so she has to drop him. Um, and then he's like, "I need something to." I'm feeling a little uh, so worked uh, up here. Yeah. I'm getting a little uh, <coughs> Jeffrey, <coughs> Jeffrey Jones here. I need a, I'll save that one for later. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a strip club out of nowhere, and he goes dancing in. And I remember still with the spikes out of his arms out, just doing his <laughs> yeah. fucking creepy dance into the strip club. Um, so then all of a sudden, they're whirlwinded into Juno's office, and she's like, I made the whorehouse. 
because I needed to get rid of him so I could talk to you. Well, if you can get rid of him, then just fucking get rid of him. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you got to do all the theatrics? But there's also a football team coach, and they keep coach, coach. I'm not your coach. Coach, I don't. Wanna... Coach, I don't think we survived that bus wreck. And someone, <laughs> I, I really want to do like a Mark Wahlberg, like, Coach, bro, I don't think we. Coach. Yep, there, that one. Yeah, I'm dead. Coach, coach, where's the men's room? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she's trying to do it. Yeah, this whole football team, like, all coming in being your your stereotypical idiot jocks and not knowing that they're dead while she's trying to yell at our, our dead couple, our couple here. Um, so what's fun here is as we're in the scene with the football team and them and her yelling at them, at one point we see a window and there are people sitting outside the window. And that was set up specifically for some fucking reason. Tim Burton thought this would be hilarious to make it look like that was an audience in the dead realm watching this movie also. So they're all sitting in chairs like in a theater and they've got glasses on. There's like a red and a green skeleton, which he ended up using again on Mars Attacks. Um, Yeah. Uh, And there's some people like some of them look like Blues Brothers with the glasses or whatever, but... It's just people sitting in a theater oh, I, outside I of her that. window that so it's made it so that like the uh, the the dead are watching this movie at the same time we are and then in their version they're seeing us watch it yeah it's like this super meta <laughs> crazy weird thing that Tim Burton included for some fucking reason just in this one scene in Juno's office with the football players hmm. yeah I didn't even notice yeah, that. that's right so fucking rewatch. Woo. Or at least rewatch that scene. Um, but yeah, that I I didn't ever notice it either. I just happened to be reading about it to find these little factoids for yeah. the show, and then when it came up, I was like, oh, "Holy shit!" <laughs> so there it is. Um, all right, so now they're out on the deck, Charles and Delia, and uh, they're talking about like what to do with the house, what's going on, and she has the lines like, "Ah, oh, who am I kidding, Charles? You've never had a bad idea." But he has. Yeah. You know what his bad idea was? Putting his fingers in little boys' assholes. That's right. (laughs) Correct. Making his own homemade child pornography. Pretty bad idea, Jeffrey fucking Jones. (sighs) It it gets to me so much because... Obviously. Jeffrey Jones was... He was in all... He's in Ferris Bueller. He's in Howard the Duck. He's in this. He's in fucking everything from this era. He's... And he's great, and that's what sucks. He's so goddamn good, and he's a god. Oh, he's well, a, how do you think he a, became so good? He's a fucking predator. Why his movies appeal to youngsters <laughs> is because he fed on the blood of them. He literally <laughs> like knows what they think because he drinks their blood and gains their power when he well, eats their I guess heart. You are what you eat. That's right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Winona is trying to write a suicide note. Yes. I am alone. Scribble. I am utterly alone. Better edit. Better edit, for sure. Good move on her part. Utterly. Utterly. What does what does tit, uh, cow's tits have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, she's hoping Bob Gale's going to come around. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> what is there a tit here? Did you say tit? 
Can I milk it? <laughs> you can milk anything with nipples, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, My you, bat suit has nipples, Greg. I'm utterly alone, Greg. Can you milk those? <laughs> Door crashes open. Your udder isn't alone for long. Gail comes running in. I'm going to squeeze a Back to the Future story out of that. <laughs> now I'm just lonely. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. He closes the door. <laughs> All right, so so now <laughs> cut back to uh, our couple. I just call them our couple. It makes it our couple. Yeah, the yeah. couple we're following. <laughs> oh, wait. By the time you read this, oh, yeah. I will be gone. Having... Having jumped, having plummeted, plummeted <laughs> off the winter river. Bridge. You mean the bridge that's only 10 yeah. feet fucking tall? <laughs> that same bridge? Yeah. You uh, mean it's 10 feet off the ground into a shallow pond? Yeah. Shallow look, river? All right. So we had a, we had a bridge... Much like this. So imagine that, but without the wood covering. Like, it, it had, like, sort of had a steel beam thing around it. Yeah, just some truss and... Yeah, yeah. Some structure No shift. actual cover at all, but just a sort of, like, framing... Naked bridge. Essentially, yeah. Uh, over a river back in my hometown of Beloit, Kansas. My sister can attest to that. But it used to be the thing to go up on that and jump off into the river. Yeah. We got some of those out here in Texas. Right. In I'm Austin. sure there are plenty of them in Austin. You just jump off into the river. Yeah, and they all have signs saying no jumping. Those are way bigger jumps than this fucking thing in this movie. Having plummeted. And people do it for fun. This is definitely not a death situation. But, you know, she's goth and she needs to be dramatic, so. She really calls her, to me. Her mom's not going to care and her dad's going to be looking at kids. So it's, it's all for naught. But... Our couple's hanging out with Juno, and she wants them to be scary. Get scary. Do something scary. So they, like, fucking stretch out their faces, and she, like, opens her mouth really big, and her eyes pop out onto her tongue. Right. And we get that whole... And it's awesome, because it's very obvious, like, stop-motion clay... Nation. Stuff, and it's super fucking cool. Well, I mean, it's super cheesy, but that's, like, the point of the movie, is that, like, obvious... Campy B-rolled claymation shit where they make their faces. So, and she's like, "All right, those those faces look." And I go clean house and get those pictures back and get the damn handbook. So Lydia's up in the attic and she meets Beetlejuice. Right, he's stuck in the model. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> All right, but I can't tell you my name, but you got to say it three times, and then you know I can do whatever you want, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so they do the charades, right? First word, two syllables. Just turn. Ah, I just turn around and look behind you. And then there's a giant beetle sitting in a chair. I think it even has a newspaper and a cigarette. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, what's, what's going? And then it just, it just vanishes in the yeah. air. Beetle, beetle. All right, and then a, a hol- like a hallucination of a jug of orange juice. Pouring, pouring into, into a glass, yeah. yeah. And she's so like, she, breakfast drink, breakfast Breakfast meal. beetle, beetles yeah. for breakfast. I don't, there's a radio show yes. called Beetles for Breakfast. Beetle Is breakfast? that what you're referring to? Uh, the beetle drink? Beetle, yeah. Beetle, uh, 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 uh
Come on, come on, come on. But Raj is about to say the third time our couple comes back in with their scary faces, freak the shit out of Lydia, and then they're trying, like, Gina Davis undoes hers immediately, but then Alex sitting there trying to, like, stuff his nose back <laughs> yeah. into his face this whole time. It won't work. And it doesn't go. And um, so, ha, ha, ha. All right, so then we get to meet the next guest they have for dinner. We meet Maxie Dean, this guy, who's played by Robert Gouley. Gooley. If you remember the Saturday Night Will Ferrell. Gooley. That's right. Here he is. This is actually Robert Gooley. 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 Uh, all right. So they're like, just fucking call the Otho has the handbook and we're going to call the ghosts out, right? All right. So we got to find something of theirs. Oh, they're fucking. I remember in the closets earlier in the movie when they're wedding dresses and shit hanging there. Boom. Get them out, and they start the seance, and they're saying the shit. They're doing the stuff. And uh, the couple's, like, up in the attic, and, and Gina Davis starts disappearing first. He, like, isn't touching her anymore, and then all of a sudden she starts appearing in her wedding dress and fills it out, and then and then she she is floating and fully, like, fully erect, giggity, <laughs> above the dinner table, and then immediately starts wilting. Yep. Immediately. And then, uh, and then, and then, and then, Alec Baldwin follows. Same thing, same thing. He's he's he's, he's disappearing up in the attic, but then he's reappearing in his in his tux and and then is filling out. And then he starts floating, and then he, well, then he becomes fully erect. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but then, then he starts wilting, as does his erection, and uh, that's how that goes. It's just it's just a bad time. It's a bad time to be dead, and a very dark time in the movie because now we've got. The and I remember growing up watching this. These these were evil. Like this is bad. These are evil people. All they want to do is buy a house and remodel it. That is it. That's it. It's not their fault that the other couple plummeted to their death. Yeah, I'm sorry that you died, but get what? So we're not doing anything. So would you say that they're the asshole? Is that what you're the, saying? The couple, yeah. our couple, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Just Look. die in peace. Look, me, the greatest comedic actress, Catherine O'Hara, and my pedophile husband bought this house fair and square. It's now ours. If we want to make some changes, we can make some fucking changes. Or I will literally go insane and I will take you with me. <laughs> but. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, like, growing up, it was, like, the worst thing ever. And they were so horrible. And this needed to be stopped by any means necessary, you know? And, God, watching us growing up, just like. Nah, <laughs> no, not at all. They, Walk away with a different view. A totally different view, man. It just, they bought this house and they just want to change it. Is it I mean, is he was that so bad? Is that like yeah, a crime? Yeah, he was that's, looking for peace and quiet to relax. I, I am government mandated to be so many yards away from <laughs> schools and Chuck E. Cheese's. So out here is perfect and I can just exist away from kids but really they're not because he's got this idea to expand it now they got the ghosts so anything oh Lydia, yeah well once they find the, that there are ghosts they want to do like a theme park or yeah and that's why right? Goulet's there because they're that's like right. talking about it and Goulet. doing the pitch and Goulet. uh yeah because well and so if the ghost would have just shut the fuck up from the first place then you would have just had a quiet guy and an eccentric lady there and that would have been it yeah some yeah exactly it's not your fucking house anymore you're dead and you know you're dead and you're gonna exist here or go on to a different plane or fucking whatever but 
Just let it go. And now look what you've done. You done fucked. You done did it to yourself. You done fucked up. All right, so there is. Uh, all right, it's showtime. Oh, it's showtime. So there is <laughs> there is a real sweet moment I want to point out. It's 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 a nice touch, and I I never obviously as a kid didn't notice this shit at all. But watching it again, when when he it, when he fully erect forms next to her, and they're both wilted and gross and everything, like he has no reaction to her wilted decrepit appearance at all. He just knows that's his wife, and he reaches out and grabs, grabs her hand. hand. Crushes like, there, it there, into there's dust. There's no, well, not, eventually, yeah, in a bit. But, like, he doesn't have a, oh, what the fuck happened to you? There's, it's just like, oh, my love, we're in this. I don't know. It's it a sweet moment that I never, obviously, <laughs> kids don't give a fuck about those emotions or whatever. That's the reason I skipped over all the sex shit in Batman. Get past it. Get to the cool <laughs> shit. Get to the cool shit. But it's just, it's a sweet moment. Like, it's a nice little thing that Tim Burton put in there. Um, so yeah, that she, she does start falling apart her finger first and then like a foot falls off, like, like this shrivels up chunks of her falling off. And so Winona goes over to the model town and asks him for help. He's like, well, I can help, but, uh, we got to get hitched. Like we got to, you know what I mean? We're going to have to fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get a wet. Uh, and I've been dry for about, <clears throat> about 700 years. Um, Ever since the Black Plague. It'll be my first in a millennium. <clears throat> I don't know if you heard earlier in the movie. I had a pretty good time during that. There was a lot of dead bitches. I fucked down. a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, for some reason, Beetlejuice is Billy Bob Thornton from Sling Blade. <laughs> We're going with it. Yeah. So, hey, you got a pretty mouth. Mm. I like French fried taters. I like steak. <laughs> I don't even know what. Steak Are you Dr. Claw? I'm Mr. Claw. Inspector Gadget showed up for some reason. I'll get you. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Damn you, Gadget. You and your Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Gadget. Oh, no. It's Beetle Gadget. Beetle Gadget. (laughs) (laughs) Which he kind of turned us into. Yeah. Because right here, she agrees to marry him and says his name three times. And what does he do? He turns into a giant carnival ride. <laughs> Attention, Kmart shoppers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we get we get that Danny Elf, that only Danny Elfman score he's ever written. <laughs> is it a dramatic scene? Is it a loving scene? What is it? It all works. I've got it. We nailed it. Nailed it. Anyway, cool little Easter egg here. The the top of his carnival hat. Yes. Has a Jack Skellington skull. You have to look at it. Tim Burton has been drawing those characters his whole life, so hmm. the character of Jack Skellington hasn't been wearing. So it's not let anything go until he puts it on film. And yeah, probably not, and probably not even after that. But that's right. So, and he has the giant tube arms that yep. he that he unfurls. Yep. Across, and one of them turns it. He's like, "Test your strength," and it turns into a big mallet. Right. First, he says, "This is a museum of natural greed, a monument to the bored businessman." Come a little closer. Step right up. Test your strength. That's right. Test your strength. They turn it. They inflate like balloons into yep. a mallet, and he sends people flying around. Right. So, the couple falls down. Maxie Dean and his lady get sent out through the ceiling. He uh, 
Here's what's weird. Now, I remember as a kid when Otho's trying to run away and he stops him with a light. Uh-huh. He strips away his suit. I had a... Like, if you would have gunned my head before I rewatched this, what happened to Otho, I would have said, like, cartoonish full-body pajamas. Like, uh-huh. long johns. Like, he stripped his suit away and he's wearing long johns. Okay. And he got caught in his underwear, essentially. Would have swore on my fucking life. <laughs> That's what happened. So, but what happens wrong. is his black suit that he's wearing gets stripped away and he's in a baby just blue a, suit. Yeah, just a, a, a another suit. color. So, something I, I found out while doing research on this show, uh, on, on, if you look up the transcript or the original movie script, Giorgio Armani or something pops up, like a, the ghost of him, and it has Beetlejuice or whatever, and he's like, I feel you don't like a use of my clothing. And so what basically he's dressed in all polyester, which is why he hates oh, it. Oh, why it's the blue, like the bright colors and yeah. the shitty. Is it? Okay. Well, that would have made sense because it's just like he strips away his suit and he's in a different suit. And he's like, ah! and he freaks out horribly and runs off. Because like he's, a, you know, he's one of those guys that's... He's a- He's a gay he's guy. He's a brand hack. Probably, well, I, I he's was not a gay guy because he was there with Only that lady natural the fiber. Yeah. Only natural yeah. fiber will I mean, ever touch bi, my skin. He can swing. He can swing around. Whatever. Sure. Sex, Sexuality's sure. fluid. Sure. He's a gay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't know. He's with the lady earlier. And they're definitely... That was definitely his date. So no, he's that's bi. a... Maybe he's bi. Fag hag. <laughs> Sorry if that word's not good. That's so fast, brown boy. We're going to have some laughs. I dated one of those... <laughs> They're like their best friends with nothing but gays. And which is fine because friends were fucking friends, hilarious. Friends were, yeah. I mean, every party fucking rules. You yeah. know, they're, it's a great time. But so it's not about the gay friends. It's about the girl that only has gay friends. I know. I, I only have the one the one experience to pull off of. So it could be not so much them as a trend, but her in particular, which I'm sure it was. But not not good. Highly don't recommend. Mm. That should be a warning sign. Yeah. All right. Maybe. Or, you know, if they're... Or if that's your thing. Or or if they're fucking co-workers also. That, I would look out for that. Yeah. yeah. Look out for that one. <clears throat> yeah. Work. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> we get the blue suit. And now they start the wedding. Winona has a red wedding dress. And this is, this is another cool little detail Tim Burton wanted to put in because... There's an old rhyme of wedding dress of red, better off dead. Which is why, like, that, I mean, that rhyme goes through all the colors, which is why white was decided to be the thing. But the part of it, of red, specifically. Well, you know, that's funny because in the, the animated series, uh, you know, this is this that spun off of this. Uh, Lydia, yeah. doesn't she wear red? She no, like she has like I thought it was like a black, thing? black, uh, like a black poncho that looked like a spider web. I thought it was it's a, red. It's a red poncho. Red? I watched one of the episodes on this yes, DVD. I was gonna be uh, the DVD. I have has oh. three, three episodes, three or four three episodes or four. of the cartoon on it. Nice. If you want to borrow it, and it, yeah, it, it's very it. weird because those. it's got nothing to do with the actual oh, movie. No. And like Lydia and Beetlejuice are like They're best, like best friends. He friends. like goes to school with her and shit. It's and basically, much like the think of them as the, think of them as genie from yeah, exactly. Because he can just use his powers all willy nilly whenever, yeah. whatever. Uh, it's hey, much babe, like the, the Ghostbusters <laughs> cartoon. They made it, and then that was called the real Ghostbusters. That was the the cartoon they made where Slimer just like hung out with the Ghostbusters and was like their bestie. Yeah, so. 
yeah. Anyway, it was a red thing, huh? I didn't think it was. So the the sculptures come to life. We get we get them tying up the parents, right? Holding them in place so they can't object to the wedding that's about to happen. Um, and then I have a note here where we get the 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 fireplace has to morph up into a big, weird, angled shape, and we get this creepy little... Well, you see, I got that from German. That's German right. I got that from 1920s German films. Going back uh, to the, earlier in the movie, when they uh, first got into the, I guess it was the office of the afterlife or whatever, when they go into some of the rooms, from the outside, from the hallway, the door is all yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. but when it cuts to inside, inside the room, it's, it's a regular door. Also that hallway, that. like where that, come that on, gym. man, come on, come on man. That's, that's afterlife shit, man. Afterlife, anything can happen there, but I also love the hallway. I was curious if, if they fucking, built it just like that, or if they used, you know, the lines to make the, I think so. You've seen those rooms where, yeah, like where on they, one, you're, t- you look really tall. And then on the other end, you look really small. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, been through like, it's sort of like funhouse mirror, but instead it's a room that you just look into mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, it's forced perspective. It, yeah, yeah, it changes your it perception of everything. Also, there are times people do stuff with like tile lines on a floor yeah. where you think there's a droop or a hole or something, yeah. and there isn't. Mm-hmm. It just is made to look that way, and it freaks you out. So that's, I, that's what I was wondering if that if is, it's if a yeah. That. And I don't know because there's one really steep fucking hill when they're standing there talking to the janitor. Yeah, yeah. Who is the janitor? The old man from fucking Breaking Bad. I don't think the so. the guy with the bell. I mean. Hector, so you know no, no, I don't think it was. Are you sure? Because it looked like it to me. No, he goes. You don't want to go in there. No, uh, uh, and he pulls the blind back down. Those are the lost souls. Yeah, those are the, <laughs> the souls. Uh, what, what are you talking about? The lost souls. The ones that couldn't find their way to anywhere after they died, or something. Which is, I mean, that was supposed to be foreshadowing to what is going to happen to our couple if they don't get their fucking like when a ghost if you don't dies. Get your shit right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, we get this little unbelievable podcast looking fucking gray alien coming out to be the priest. Yes. Like this is very unbelievable podcast looking. And so Ooh. dearly beloved, dearly, dearly beloved, they're trying to start the wedding and everybody's saying his name, but he's like fucking slinging uh, metal plates over your mouth. I'm zipping your mouth shut. I'm fucking golf club and you out of the building i'm doing like he's doing all the magic shit like because now he's unleashed beetlejuice oh i'm trying to find the right one where it's no. he's like Beetle. he's like <laughs> puts the zipper on him here's another thing they don't say you have to say his name three times does it have to be the same person because she gets one out gina davis gets one out before metal played over her mouth and then someone else says it you know I'm kind of hazy on the rules since they yeah. didn't give us any. They info didn't really on give that. us any rules. So does it matter? Like if you say it once, then I say it once, then Brandon says it once. Does that still call him into power, or does it have to be the same person all three times? And does it have to be? Is there an expiration there, date on saying, it? Like right, 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 oh, right. Is it valid? Can I just say like Beetlejuice one day? Wait for a month. Say Beetlejuice like you're saying with the uh, community where they waited three years, yeah, like three years and drew it out. Does that work? Can I go Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. And does Beetlejuice have to hear it? Yeah. What is How the do range? these rules work? Yeah, Tim that, is, that is something. I, Tim Burton does a lot of detail, and it's weird that he really fucking flubbed that one up. Yeah. It's pretty weird. You got to give us, give us 
rules? What are the rules of this world that you're creating for us? Because you've been pretty fluid on it quite a bit. But what, yeah, how how do we... How does Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice... How does Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I mean, come on. Where's Beetlejuice now? We need to know. He doesn't really... He's not even real. He's... Are you shocked to learn just now that he's not real? I've I've always avoided saying it three times. (laughs) (laughs) You also never look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times? No. Notorious B.I.G. If you say it three times in the mirror, all of a sudden a lady hands you a fucking tomato drink. (laughs) (laughs) You could say Notorious B.I.G. three times. Man puts his hand through the mirror and you get a Hennessy on the rocks. Mm, I like that one. And a Glock. And a Glock. Hennessy on the rock and a Glock. All right. Hennessy on the rocks with the Glock. I never listen to much Biggie. <laughs> I don't even know. I bet you that's a lyric. Sky, I'll let you know. That's right. We'll figure it out. All right. So <laughs> we're we'll, back. We'll get back to you. On People that one. trying to say the name, and we don't know. We don't know if it even matters that one person says it and gets silenced. Another person says it a second time is silenced. But he seems pretty freaked out that nobody can say it a third time, right? Just doing all of the thwarting of the third time. Just so much, so much thwarting of his name. He sends Alec Baldwin back into the model. Yeah. Now, Alec is a little guy in his own model. and uh, Which would have been pretty cool if it was me and I built models yeah. like that. And he was able to shrink me into being in my model. Damn, I'd be this. like, this is amazing. Look yeah. at the detail. Man, I missed a little spot of paint over there on that. Or even better yet, if you can make me big, (laughs) like I would work on the models so they looked better from when you're bigger. Yeah, there you go. I really want that. I want this idea to happen. Come on, Beetlejuice. Like, use your powers for something fucking helpful, you fucking selfish prick. Yep. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Ah, look, this black boy got a pretty good time with that. Uh, Now, apparently, my Beetlejuice is Nick Nolte. I don't know if you've ever seen Nick Nolte in any movie ever, no. but God, God damn it, of a bitch. He just has like this almost kind of restrained, throaty, screaming, cussing magic, and that is all Nick Nolte ever does. So, okay. So Gina Davis gets sent off to Saturn. Uh, he, he has, he's Bill just going through his fucking pockets to find the ring, and it's just all this like goofy shit. On the floor, and then you get a snake or something. Yeah, like a snake, snake. and yeah, yeah. And then he gets he gets the ring, but it's still on a (laughs) finger. She didn't mean anything. She didn't mean anything. I swear, she meant nothing to me. Gets the ring off of the old finger, and uh, is trying to put it on Monona Ryder's finger. But then that's when Alec gets the mini truck. He gets into a mini truck and races it off the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Over there. Which will probably I mean, kill him. Man, attention to detail. Woo. You've got an operating vehicle in your model <laughs> town? God damn. But yeah, you're right. That is bigger than a 10-foot fall. On his scale, that's like a fucking 100-foot fall. So we're that supposed truck, to believe here. It, that truck is toast. We're supposed to believe <laughs> a 10-foot drop off of a bridge is supposed to kill a couple to yeah. make them go. This guy drops off of a table. Being a, a couple centimeters big, tall, and he's fine. He still races. It's about a it's about a mile drop for him. But how often have you had like toy cars, like little Hot Wheels and stuff, where you race them off tables and they fall and nothing happens? They're still fine. 
Yeah, but I would assume you'd still have to work with the G-forces. Of his body slamming into yeah. the steering wheel or something? Come on, man. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> now Joe Biden doesn't buy it. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, he he got the truck. He got the truck, and he runs into Beetlejuice's foot. Just anything to interrupt this wedding. We got to stop this wedding. And so, ah, God damn it. Because he's <laughs> Nick Nolte. God damn it, you son of a bitch running a truck under my foot. I'm trying to get married here, fucking son of a bitch. I'm just going full Nick Nolte with it. Now, here. Not, uh, not to mention that the truck explodes. Oh, it yeah. does, which goes. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't much of an explosion because it's a little toy truck, right? Just a little. So, anyway, then Gina comes crashing back. Old Gina Davis comes to save the day. Fucking having traveled through the uh, having ridden traveled through, through space the tundras and the fucking hills of Saturn. Well, did she fly from Saturn or did somehow, she like transport the, the learned, whole damn thing? Somehow learned how to ride and command a sandworm and traverse dimensions <laughs> to get exactly here into their living room. Because from earlier scenes from the sand planet, you can't see the house. No. So she somehow found it. That's right. Exactly where they were. Exactly. (laughs) Not only the house. I don't just get to know the house. But yeah, like, I got to find this other dimension. Okay, now I got that. (laughs) Now I got to find, you know, this galaxy. Now I got to find this. Now I got to dial it down, dial it down, dial it down. Like, she should have come back, like, fucking hundreds of years old after spending all that time trying to figure out how to get exactly to the house. <laughs> oh, that's true. She would have been away for years right. and years and years. Because, well, but due to well, time no, no, dilation, no. she wouldn't have aged. She Everybody wouldn't else have would because have. it goes faster here than it does there. Yes. It goes faster here than But there. she came back in, like, five minutes, which means she spent, like, half a second on Saturn. No, no, it was the it, other way around. No, it's the other way around. Because remember in the beginning when he went out, he was, he was for, only out for right. five, six Which seconds, means and when it you're was on, two hours. When you're on Saturn, you feel no passage of time. Yeah. On Earth, it was two, two hours. hours. So that means the people on Earth would have seen a huge passage of time to her none. Yes. Right. So, so she would have had to come back super she quick. She was banished yeah. to Saturn and came back within like five minutes. In time, time would have more time would have passed. Five minutes in Earth time is nothing on Saturn. But she was, because, but she was sent there, so it may be different than walking out off your porch and you're all of a sudden in that maybe dimension. Yet again, Tim Burton doesn't give us. Thanks the rules. a lot, Tim Burton. Doesn't give us the rules, but she comes crashing in and like leaps off right as the sandworm. You're not seeing this, listeners at home, but I'm I'm posing. This is how you leap off a sandworm. Um, Right as it, like, slams down and mouth over Beetlejuice and eats him as it crashes back through the floor. And uh, it eats eats the Beetlejuice. The Beetlejuice. And then we kind of go to black, and then all of a sudden Lydia's in school. Seems everything's working out okay. Couple's having a good time at the house. You know, everything, everything's, everything's copacetic. Everything's good. Lydia comes back home and they're like, our couple. Our couple. Asked her about school. She's like, well, I got a, I got a A on math. No, it wasn't math. It was something else. And then she got a C on something, but an A on 
Aeon Mass, I, I thought. I don't know because she tries to play it off. It was all hinged on mass. Okay, so how was the science test? It was gross. They wanted me to dissect a frog. I told them no way. It was against my religion, Sorry, so I got a C. That's right. And the math test? Are you kidding me? We spent the whole week yeah. studying for that test. I got yeah, an A. Yeah, she, she tries to, math. She tries to throw a little, you know, throw him for a loop right. a little bit. So and can that, I? I don't know. You got to so, see on the so science test. Well, don't tease her. You never got an A in science. <laughs> Come on. Shut your mouth. This reads like stereo instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, she got an A on that, so she can. When she goes, so can I? And then, shake, 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 Nora, shake, body, run, start. Shake, 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 Nora, take it all the time. Work, 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 Sonora. Work it all the time. Work, 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 Sonora. Work it all the time. My girl's name is Sonora. I adore her. And when she drives in the bridal jump, I don't know. Anyway. Fucking that was good. That again, was good. Harry Belafonte comes in. And uh, she's like floating up in the air. And uh, doing her little dance. She's and doing the thing. football and, team and, shows uh, back up. Delia has made a new sculpture that she shows to the pederast, and it's the the face of the snake. And he turns around, and goes, ah! and he falls <laughs> over. That's right. This is what happens when you rape kids, motherfucker. Is what she's saying there. Uh, I mean, she says it with her eyes. She doesn't say it verbally. She says it with her 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 emotions. And then, um, so then Beetlejuice is in the after. We get we get. A, it's not really a stinger because it's still before the credits, but it's it it gets epilogueish. Epilogueish, where where Beetlejuice is in the waiting room. Yes, he's in there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he gets he gets. Mm-hmm. You got to take a number, and his number is like a fucking like nine million ten, something ten foot strip of ticker tape, and he sits down next to someone, and he has a number what three or something number and four, it, and it, or yeah, and it just changes to three. Yeah, so so he like hey, what's that over there? And he changes tape with the guy. Oh look, I'm next. Can't wait to be next. I got a so with GQ after this. So then the dude <laughs> sprinkles, sprinkles a little powder over his head. And he shrinks his head, so Beetlejuice gets his. And that's uh, where the idea for uh, the villain, the, what is it, the, um, the characters in the Mario movie. That's where they got that idea from. I really? Don't I don't know. Oh, no, he's just making it. It just up. seemed like it. He's trying to tie back in Mario. <laughs> that movie that you desperately want to be in the rewatch and will not be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love the ending of this. Like everybody's happy. They've learned to live alongside this living couple that doesn't want to do any. Like, uh, look, we just want to live in this house. That's it. Cool. Uh, and then Beetlejuice gets his comeuppance. Oh my god, this song. Jump in the horse, and I'll do the bridle. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Okay! I believe you. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Ah, uh, God, I love it. I fucking love it. Harry Belafonte, you are a treasure. A treasure. All right, so before, before we fully sign off, uh, they wanted to use music... Potent, potently in these certain scenes, right? But they weren't knowing what what exactly they wanted to use. And it was Catherine O'Hara's idea to use 
Calypso, specifically Harabelle Fonte. Why was any reason behind that? Just she just she liked it and thought it would add. It worked. Add, it, yeah, it would. I can't it would think make of it, something else. Yeah, that would it, have the same effect. Fucking great. And that was again because Catherine O'Hara is a goddamn comedic genius. I, I, don't <laughs> just, I love her. I love her. She's wonderful. But the the whole Harry Belafonte Calypso music angle of this movie, which is what I remembered it for mostly. Yeah. As a kid. Like I remember those scenes with the music, her floating up with the football players and the dinner scene and I mean every other thing, but like those songs stuck out to me, those moments so much, and now that was all Catherine's idea. So anyway, there we go. There's Beetlejuice. We, we end with Shake Sonora. That's right. Let's, let's let's shake our way around the horn here. Well, uh, it's a movie that I've seen since I was a kid. It holds a little special spot in my life. And I haven't watched it in some time enough that I got to catch some cool, interesting things that maybe I wouldn't have caught as a younger mm-hmm. man. I, I still like this movie, even though it's got a lot of come-ons. And, it does. Well, but come, it, come-ons are going to happen. I used to watch the old... I don't even know if it was on Nickelodeon or not, but it was the old Beetlejuice cartoon that we talked about. Yeah, it I was one of that. those, like... Saturday morning, I don't even remember what channel. Well, I was reading on Just it while like, we were doing the show, and it, it was the first animated show to air both on Fox uh, during the weekday afternoon kids hour or whatever block they had, and also CBS Saturday morning at the oh, same time. Oh, it was time. on multiple. At the same that time. That may have been where I watched. I did watch that Saturday night. But I feel like, yeah, growing up, it was on like Nickelodeon. So I don't think it was time, on Nickelodeon because you could watch, watch that intro, and it's like all this imagery that you're like, whoa, this stuff's not going to fly <laughs> on Nickelodeon or fly today in general. Huh? No. But I give this a, a good solid rewatch. Solid rewatch. Yeah. Solid rewatch. All right. Uh, this being the first time that I've Watched it from start to end since childhood, only catching segments of it. Um, it was good. Um, I was able to get filled in on more of the storyline. Uh, Nick, you brought up a couple things that I've never seen before that definitely I look forward to rewatching it. So, yeah, definitely rewatchable. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, I mean, I could. I it's could, a classic. I could rewatch this movie right now. I just watched it to prepare for the show. And I could I could rewatch right now. This Beetlejuice is fucking great. Like as much as we question the the laws of the dead and the undead or the whatever and the fucking shit and the Tim Burton rules and what this movie is campy, it's cheesy, it's super tongue in cheek. It doesn't ever take itself seriously, so you don't need to either. And it it totally works in like a really B movie camp. Kind of shitty kind of way. Yeah. You know, like it's a low-budget, underdeveloped, bad movie that works. That was done well. And every... Like, <laughs> it's it's a legit movie that was made to look like a bad movie. And it I, I just... It, it works great. I love it so much. So, obviously, definitely... Three rewatches. High recommend. We've, Woo! We've, high we've rewatchability. Got, uh, we've been having some... Some three for threes in a row now. All right, so that 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 does it that does it here for us on the rewatch of Uh I mean, right in. We we need to hear back. You know, let us know what did you watch Beetlejuice? Did you catch any of this shit? Did you catch on that? Uh, you know, he grabbed his dick 
Were you were you were you offended by the f bomb? Did you even notice? I never noticed the f bomb as a kid. How did how did you feel about Beetlejuice? Kid, let us know. Uh, Twitter rewatch underscore the or email us at rewatchpartygmail.com. Um, join us next week when we go for the. I feel the grown up Karate Kid is the best way to describe this movie. Karate Kid for adults. It's the best of the best with Eric Roberts. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and thanks for rewatching. I'm going to do anything to get your business. Hell, I'll possess myself if I gotta. Whoa! A team is not a team if you don't give a damn about one another. Going number one or number two? What does it take to turn five uncontrollable characters into one unbeatable team? Even with my help, it will be difficult, if not nearly impossible, to defeat a team from Korea. I'm afraid. You need this fight bad. You need this fight for you, man. I'm here to teach you how to win. Winning isn't a sometime. Winning is an all-time thing. This is the only thing I know I am good at. Don't take that away from me. You can work. You can sweat. You can train. You can dream and never be better than good. But when the right people come together at the right moment, when they care almost as much about winning as they do about each other, they can become the best of the best.